You're listening to This Foul Earth. I do believe in heaven, yeah. Well, I think there's something, you know, I'm not sure what. I actually had like um, like a near-death experience a few years ago. I was living in Manchester at the time, um, and I would ri- I'd ride my bike to work. This would have been about, oh, I don't know, 2014, 2015, something like that. It didn't matter the weather, I had snow, snow chains and that for the ice. I'd do it every day, and some days it would chill you to the bone, it would. But I didn't mind, you know, it's, just, it's, it's one of the things I miss since coming back. You can't ride a bike around here, it's not safe. Anyway, I, I was riding my bike one day, right? And this bus cuts across the lane. It's going around a window washing van. And it hits me head on. Well, the helmet took the brunt, but I've never felt anything like it. I just saw this flash of white. Closest thing I can compare it to. You know, like when your computer's on threats, so you just hold the power button in. You know, it stays normal for a second, then it, and then it's just, it's off. It was like, it was like that. I came off the bike, but I didn't feel myself at the ground. I just sort of, it felt like I was floating, you know, horizontally in the air with my back to the ground like that, see? Well, I can't do it now, obviously, but you know know what I'm talking about. Anyway, I look up and there's this man standing above me. I thought it was somebody, you know, come to see if I was all right. uh, But then I realized there was nothing around him. There was no buildings, no sky. There was no road beneath me. It was just, it wasn't even white. It was just nothing. You know, like I was floating in nothing. And there's this bloke looking over me. You know, he's middle-aged, dressed, you know, normal, normal togs and all that. And he looks at me and he says, Be not of... I, I can't do the voice. He says, Be not afraid, my son. Right? Will you take a whack on the head and you hear that? You only think one thing, don't you? So I says, Am I dead? And he says, Yes, my son. And you know what? And this was the thing about it that sort of sold it to me. I didn't panic. You know, I wasn't scared. It was just information and I accepted it. It was the weirdest thing. It was like, you know, you go, you go into Greg's and you ask for a steak bake and they haven't got any. You just roll with it, don't you? It was like that. So I says, are you God? And he says, yes. And I said, how are you? Are you all right? And he smiled and he said, oh, yeah, yes, I'm all right, my son. However, we would like to make you an offer and time is short, right? So I says, what offer? Like, And he says, occasionally the course of destiny must be corrected and can only be corrected by mortal agents upon the earth. If you take the course of action we prescribe to you, you are promised a seat at my table and all the splendour that brings. So he says, like, what, like, guaranteed heaven is what we're talking about? And he says, well, all my children are reunited with me when the time comes. And whatever you understand by heaven, my son, it will await you when you die, no matter what you do on earth. What we are offering is to be revered and exalted for all eternity, though you may be misunderstood in your mortal life for what we ask. And he gives me this box, right? And in the box, there's a piece of paper. I look at it, and it says, The Dakota Hotel, 10.50pm, December 8th. I look in the box, under where the paper's been, and there's a gun, right? There's this big silver piece. And he says, I understand this may seem an insurmountable task, but this deed must be done. You must kill this man, my son. And he holds up a photo of John Lennon. 
So he sees my face scrunch up, right? And he goes into this long spiel about how a sequence of events beyond my comprehension will lead to the destruction of the earth if John Lennon killed and all that. But eventually I, I pipe up, I see he's dead. You know, he's been dead for years. I was half tempted to say nothing, but then I thought, well, I don't want there to be a misunderstanding when I do get here. Do you know what I mean? Like, they introduce me to Mark David Chapman and they say, oh, here's the hero who shot John Lennon. As a bloke in work with me like that, you know, he always takes credit for stuff that, like, the whole team has done and everybody hates his guts. And God says, what? And I says, yeah, he says, definitely dead. Definitely dead. And God looks, he's got his notes, he looks at his notes, and he's looking at them for a minute and he goes, right, uh, do bear with me, my son, right? So he's looking, he's frowning. And he goes, how long ago did this happen? And I said, I think it was 1980. I looked it up after it was. Uh, but it was ages ago. It was, it's been sorted, you know. Well, he's scratching his beard at this point, and he? he says, sorry, and all that. He says that time as we understand it here on Earth, it doesn't apply in the hereafter. And it's a nightmare trying to organise it all. He did show me how they perceive time but honestly it was so complicated and I just had a bang on the head so I wasn't really listening do you know what I mean he goes through a few more notes and then he comes back with a much bigger box and he says my son we need you to go to the Dallas school book depository well I knew that one didn't I I just said it was Kennedy innit and he says that been done as well I said yeah I said that was a really famous one because it was one it was bigger than Lennon if anything and he says what about Stuart Milton and I say who's Stuart Milton he says if action is not taken he will be the Vice President of the United States in 2184. And I said, that's too far forward, that is. I said, you need something really between like 2015 and like 2040, ideally. Like, I'm not expecting to die in 2040, but there comes a point where you're too old to be doing this. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be gunning people down in cold blood when I'm knocking on for 60. Like, my old man's still driving a lorry and he's too old for that, right? But anyway, eventually he goes away, he comes back, he's all apologetic, right? He was saying something about how... Like, there was new staff, and they'd made the filing system a nightmare, and he ought to have a word, but if he starts telling people off, that's punishment, and then it's not really heaven, is it? You know, if your boss is giving you the arse ache. And I said, no, I suppose it's not. So he's rummaging through boxes now, and you can see him thinking. He had a very muscular back. Do you know what? I noticed that. He had a very muscular back. You don't really think about God's physique, do you? But, you know, he was in good nick, like, for an older bloke. Well, anyway, I, I still had the gunner man, didn't I, at this point, from the, from the, uh, from the John Lennon box. And again, you know, I just had a fairly severe knock on the head. And it had all gotten very high pressure very quickly, do you know what I mean? Like, I remember lying there, floating there, thinking, do I have what it takes to pull the trigger? You know, what if he what if he assigns me to somebody who tries to talk me out of it? Am I going to have the guts to go through with it, you know? Or what happens if they just take off, you know? Have I got to go after them? Or if I do it the day after the card says, is that, you know... If I'm coming here anyway, can I not Can I not do it? Can I just not do it? But anyway, while I was thinking about it, I was trying to sort of play it out in my mind. And I just felt my arm kick back. And my ears were screaming, right? Well, you know, long story short, I put a bullet square in the base of God's neck. It was awful. It was awful to watch, right? It went out the other side, and he, he tried to put a hand up. And I just, I saw him slump forward onto a pile of boxes. There was, there was blood, I, I was, and he wasn't moving, you know. So behind, I hear people running hell for leather down a corridor, right? A door bursts open behind me, and these two blokes running. I'm not sure who they was. 
one of them has whipped the gun out of my hand and he's kicked it away, right? And the other one, he's down listening to God's chest, right? And they're, they're trying to talk to him, you know, they're saying, oh, stay with me, stay with me and all that, but he was gone. You know, even I, I could tell that even from where I was, do you know what I mean? There was no coming back from that. And I feel this sort of, there was like a distant rumbling underneath me, like a massive earthquake was coming my way. And I thought then, I fucked this, haven't I? I've absolutely fucked it. And also, do you know what? If I'd, if I'd like tagged him in the hand or the side, you could explain that, couldn't you? But this looked, how do you explain that? You know? One of the boys who've been checking on God, he turns to me and he says, What did you do? And he grabs me by the shoulders. And as soon as he did, it was like, I woke up in the back of the ambulance. There's a paramedic looking over me. Right? And he's like, You're all right, son, you're all right. But, you know. It turns out I was, you know, I, I was fine. It was just a mild concussion and all that. Like the doctors at the hospital told me that I was bloody lucky. And I suppose I was in a way. But every now and then, I do wonder what kind of reception I'm going to get when I do show my face there again, whenever that is, right? And it's, and it's not like I can talk about it either. Do you know what I mean? Like after the accident, my work noticed I was a bit distracted and they said, if the accident's still playing on your mind, go and talk to a mental health support officer. We had, you know, we had one on site at the time. You can't do that, can you? You know, they go, they're going through the list, you know, are you depressed, you're anxious, suicidal? I say, no, none of that, mate. I'm just worried they've shot and killed God, you know? It, it could have all been, I suppose it could have all been my brain protecting me from this horrible thing. And I know, on the balance of probability, that's probably what it is. <sighs> but I'm just going to have to wait and find out, now.